what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Dan Lovely Show. It's kind of weird. A little name change, a little logo change, but it's still the same show, so it's all the same. But today we do have a very special guest on. We have host of Paranormal, the New Normal, Jeremy Bryan on. So without further ado, here we go. What's up, buddy? Not much. Just got done recording one of my other paranormal shows. So Oh, so there's more than one. Oh, I'm on I'm on five podcasts, buddy. I'm a busy man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used I used to have three, but one kind of dropped out, so now I'm down to two. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 hard maintaining that many podcasts. Oh, tell me about it. I I've been podcasting every day since June thirtieth without break. Oh wow, okay. All right, so like every day, like boom, 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 boom. Some some days have two or three shows on them. Oh wow, yeah. It's busy, busy. I have, yeah, I have a five year old and a, and and a, I I work like fifty hours a week, so it's hard. I get it, I get it. Oh, so I have a five year old and eight year old, and I work full time too. So oh wow, <laughs> jeez, sleep is not an option for this man. Uh, I yeah, it lacks sometimes, but I live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, go ahead and take a minute or two to tell these people uh, who you are and where they can find you. Well, I'm Jeremy Bryant, as he said, and you can find me on the best place to find me is Facebook on the Paranormal the New Normal Facebook group, which has every podcast I'm on, whether it's, whether it's a show I'm a host or co-host of, or a show I guested on, such as this one. They're all post. All the links are posted there as they come out. So, best place to find me. Best place to contact me. I'm also on Twitter and the gram as Juggalo Bastard. Oh, nice. Juggalo. That's like an IC or was it ICP? Yes. <laughs> yeah, ICP back in the day. Yeah. Oh, they're still around. They're still, wow, they're gotta be old. Oh yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> sa- same as same as Dre, same as Ice Cube, same age. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they can't be that old then. Ish. 50-ish. 40-ish. Uh, like, yeah, 50-ish. Definitely in their 50s. Yeah, definitely in the 50s. But anyways, go ahead and tell us about uh, Paranormal, the new normal. Well, basically, did... Paranormal... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, how did you come up with the with the name and what, what made you decide to do Paranormal? Well, I've been in- interested in the Paranormal and cryptids in general since I was a kid in elementary school. I mean, I used to go to the library in my in my school and pick out the one book all the time that had, you know, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, and all the basic cryptids in it. And then mm-hmm. there would just be different, some different stuff I didn't know about and dogmen sightings and all that, even back then. And I just fell in love with it. And then I went in and out of it my whole life. I would watch stuff on TV, get back into it, start trying to watch more stuff on TV. And then, Finally, I started listening to a podcast back in like 2016, 2017 called Monsters Among Us, Derek Hayes' okay. podcast. And that increased my interest in the paranormal more than ever to actually hear real people calling in their sightings and all that. So so back in November of this past year, I got on a podcast called Bracket Bastards, and that's what got me into podcasting. Okay. It was a group I was in on Facebook and the Leader, the head of it, start wanted to start a podcast doing the same exact thing, kind of, but just podcast form. So I told them, like, yeah, I'm down. And after we talked for a while, we started doing it. And then I, everybody kept, everybody in the show kept telling me, like, you need to start your own show too. Like, you have a voice for podcasting. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm into the paranormal. I should do a paranormal show. I mean, 
it's a lot of people are into the paranormal nowadays more than ever and because of the government actually announcing some stuff being real and whatnot so yeah I, which is where the name comes from because paranormal is slowly becoming the new normal that's that is true because for the first time like and ever the the government is actually showing footage of the ufo of ufos and they're saying they're not ours like no one's it's not china's it's not russia's it's not japan's it's not ours so whose is it yeah which i mean it's been i mean the government has been long involved with aliens since before even we went to the moon and all that there's always been aliens in the government and in in ancient civilizations it's just it's basically been proven at this point just no one wants to admit it officially but and my show is a good show because i all it's about the guests it's not about me i i I always have guests on i don't ever just blab for an hour and a half straight because no one wants to hear that there's enough of those out there there's enough of those podcasts out there people just tell their theories Uh so i i've had i've had mediums on i've had paranormal investigators on psychics i've had i have a few interesting guests coming up including hopefully Derek hayes from monsters among us Mark Matsky is going to be on in a couple weeks from Small Town Monsters, one of the best, okay. one of the best uh, paranormal documentary makers I've ever, I've, companies I've ever seen, and just point. And I have a researcher of the Loch Ness monster coming on in August, I believe. Of Nessie. Yep, she's of she Nessie? posts she posts on Facebook all the time. She's always out in Scott. She lives out she lives out over in that part of the world, and she's always out there trying to capture proof. Now. They said the Loch Ness monster is in a lake, like Lake Loch Ness. That's what the, how it gets his name, correct? He's in a the Loch Ness monster is in a lock, which a lock mm-hmm. is a lock is a like a lake. It's a right. land enclosed body of water. But right, so and, yeah, there there have been theories out there of the Loch Ness monster actually being, um, uh, how do I say this, a sperm whale's erection. Poking out of the water. Yes, I've heard that theory as well. But there's also, I mean, there could either be, because there are caves down there. What if one of these caves actually lets out to the ocean and this is just a safe environment for this creature to flourish and to raise its young? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if the Loch Ness monster has been seen since ancient times, then obviously it's not the same creature. It's either got to be a family and they keep reproducing and having more Loch Ness monsters. More Nessies coming out the hole every day, every year, or, or the other. I had an investigator tell me this theory a couple weeks ago, and I actually kind of like it. What if the Loch Ness monster is a ultra terrestrial creature from another dimension, and when people see it, they're just seeing a glimpse of another dimension because maybe the lock is a weak spot. So, like a wormhole type thing. Like a wormhole, but more like a rift, like more like a rift in the dimensions in the dimensional plane where like many places in the world, it might just be like an easy spot for things to be seen through. Like <laughs> it's a common belief for shadow people, for a lot of different creatures. I mean, there are people that believe that Bigfoot are is an ultra, it's ultra terrestrial creature. And that's why it disappears so easily. Same as dogmen. I mean, right. it's just a lot. There's a lot of creatures that could be. The ultra the ultra terrestrial theory can go to a lot of things in this world. That's why I don't like it because it it seems too easy an answer for everything. Right. We have here in Michigan. We have, I think it's called the Michigan Wolfman. 
the the, the Michigan the Michigan Dogman, yep. Dogman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Michigan. That's no, I'm thinking of Wisconsin. Uh, well, yeah, isn't the land between the lakes in Michigan as well? Yeah, or is that what, and that the land between the lake, the beast of the land between the lakes, is a famous Dogman case because there was a story involving child a child getting killed by the creature back in yes. the 70s or 60s, I think. Yep, yep, I've heard about that. Yeah, and they they've been sightings of them, I guess. Like I, I don't know, I've never seen them. I've never seen a Bigfoot. I've never seen a UFO. I've never seen an alien. Ghosts, they man, man. I could I could tell you a story or two about that, but I've never seen I have never come in contact with an alien or ever seen one or or even a UFO. I've seen I've I've seen a UFO a couple times actually, I believe. Okay. Um, are the UFOs pretty common where you're at? Well, because I live in the northeast of, Ma- of uh, in Massachusetts, yes, yeah. UFOs are very common. Especially, well, the first time I saw multiple, and the first time I saw any was at my now wife, then girlfriend's house in the Bridgewater Triangle. Okay. And we were we were just staying on the back porch, smoking a cigarette before we went in for the night to get the kids to sleep, and the, all of a sudden, my son says to me. Why are those clusters? Why are those bunch of stars moving? And we look up, and there's seven or eight star-looking objects that are moving in one direction together at the same speed, and faster than. I mean, everybody knows that stars do not move or rotate in an actual like human's eye. Like you can't right. see it. You'd have to stare at it for hours to see a star move like a quarter of an inch. So, but. These sure. things were these things were moving at a decent speed, and it seemed like they were just up in the sky, and they were just going like in space, and uh, who knows how far away they were actually, because they were they were very tiny. It wasn't like I could actually see an outline of anything, but right. they were all mo- they looked like seven or eight stars moving in one direction through the sky, like it's that's just the way it looked, and that was the first time I ever saw anything paranormal like related, and as someone who's been into it for twenty five plus years like it's mm-hmm. it was amazing to finally see something but also kind of creepy at the same time right and also at my house now in Mass- in a different part of massachusetts and more central north central near new hampshire border we also it's a town called gardner and it's known for having ufo sightings this whole okay. area is but and we've seen them like just standing outside we've seen we look up in the sky and you'll see things that you don't know what that you don't know what it could be because it's moving and it's not a star it's moving like you could see it with naked eye moving oh wow it's actually believed in this area that they use some kind of metal or mineral in, in the mountains around here for fuel oh so they like fu- making fuel off of like the like some kind of metal or something mineral inside your mountains yeah somehow they somehow with beams or however they do it they must just siphon it out and right. we're best we think everybody thinks this area is basically a gas station for them and they just stop by refill and are on their way to wherever they're trying to go <laughs> but, say a little stop and go a little bp action there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there you go but uh now you'd have to actually be like really really naive i kind of touched i had a few friends back uh on the podcast about a couple weeks back and we were talking about paranormal. And I was thinking, I was just saying that you'd have to be very naive to think that we are the only intelligent life form in the entire universe. There's got to be something else out there. Oh, 100%. I mean, I mean yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
Now, okay. do you do you think that we're there are like maybe thousands of years more advanced than we are? Because obviously they have to be some kind of ad- more advanced than we are if they're coming here. Well, I mean, there's multiple ways to look at that. Look at, I mean, if you look at Mars, there's going to be planets like that too, where the civilizations have come and gone and collapsed already, yeah. before we even crawled out of the caves. And I mean, yes, they did capture what looked like a, it looked like a pig on Mars, like a some kind of wild pig on Mars. They oh, really? they released. I saw a news article about it a couple of weeks ago, and multiple different sources of news covered it. But no, of course, no big news covered it. But I mean, internet right. news, right. and I mean, there's gotta be. You'd have to be naive, and you'd have to be a fool to think that there's not, because the possibility with the amount of stars that we know are out there that could contain life alone, if you think we're the only planet that evolved life, then what the hell you think? I mean, it's not the way it works. Same right. as is, same as on Earth, where there's never a one of anything, in the universe, there's never one of anything. There's always more than one. Right. I mean, whether where you want to look at it as a at a species level or you want to look at it as an individual level, like there has to be more than one. And what they are, I don't know. If they are good or bad, probably a mix of both. I'd imagine right. there could there could be a intergalactic like group of civilizations that meet, like our UN or like um, Dupe on Futurama. Like <laughs> I like to point to that <laughs> one always, but I mean, they have to. And what if they think that Earth is just a backwater dirt ball, and then? Right. They're just they're keeping an eye on us, and they they start showing up a lot more when we started playing with nuclear war and nuclear bombs. So yeah, there have been footages of uh, some kind of aircraft disarming nuclear bombs, like as like mid flight, <laughs> just catching up to them and going pew pew pew, and then it, it, the bomb would die. I have actually never heard of that, but I can believe it. I, I can hundred percent believe it. I mean, if. I mean, because they don't want us going to space and they don't want us to unleash the stuff on their what could be a peaceful entity or a peaceful planet. Like, they don't want us to do that because we wouldn't want that if if we found out there's aliens. We don't want them to come destroy us. That's been mankind's greatest fear about aliens since since War of the the Worlds. I mean, War of the Worlds sparked that event uh, very much and then all other sci-fi sets that has sparked it some more. I mean, the, the... uh, uh, the day the Earth stood still, when okay. that when when an alien actually came to Earth and said, "Like you have it twenty four hours, and I'm going to decide if your planet deserves to survive or not." Right, like that's humans' biggest fear is that aliens will come and destroy us and blow us away. Which ten to one, they could if they wanted to, and they would have done already probably if a lot of them wanted to. But right, I mean, like why wouldn't they? I mean, like if they're far more advanced than us, then, like why wouldn't they like use this like? Like take us as slaves and take over our, our world or something like that. Take over Earth. Why wouldn't they do that if they're so if they're that much advanced than us? I mean, there's also cases that have, that have been around Earth forever. Like in, I want to say it was the 60s. The, mm-hmm. There was a supposedly an alien named Valiant Thor, who was a Norse-looking alien. He looked like a human, but like a like a Norse person from Finland mm-hmm. or Sweden or one of those countries, and he. Supposedly stayed in the Pentagon and White House with the president for weeks. There's pictures of the two of them together, and and the daughter of that president at that time, I forget what president it is. I always forget what president it is. I 
always want to say Eisenhower, but I know probably Eisenhower because he's been linked to a lot of alien activity during his presidency. So I, I would say Eisenhower. I mean, I always want to say that, but or maybe even Nixon. I can see Nixon is just chilling out with an alien. Okay, just come hang out. Oh, actually, well, there we go. I'm trying to. Trying yeah, to it was. It was Eisenhower. You are right. Yeah, it was Eisenhower, and his daughter did like confirmed in books and papers later on that this was actually a true story. And Thor, as the alien was called, was mm-hmm. basically trying to teach them like you can't use atomic war; like it's going to destroy your planet. Right. Apparently, they didn't listen. But right. Yeah, they've been working on some like nuclear fusion as like an energy source. I believe out in uh, China, they have like a, a big nuclear fusion reactor that's like just as powerful as the sun. And they're just like, yeah, eventually we're all going to be using this as energy. That'd be kind of cool. It would, but be I mean, very I, devastating I, if something bad happened, though. Like I actually made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I know the third the third season of the show I love called Wild Thing. Actually, that's the topic this season is nuclear power. Mm-hmm. And she's she's been interviewing like nuclear physicists who talk about like the way it's going towards that, and they talk about like how they're all hesitant about it because what if someone wants to be bad and play the villain and destroy mm-hmm. it on purpose just to make something horrible happen in a different country? You always have that button pusher. There's always that one dude or girl, whatever Karen, um, Kyle or Karen in the group that's going to push that button. It's going to be like, you know what? I could destroy everything right now. Yeah, I which I mean, I we also may create Superman. Who the hell knows? But that'd be cool. It, it'd be cool. I mean, it'd be nice to have a protector, but I don't know. It's it, <laughs> yeah, there's so many possibilities for all this stuff that I mean, I always say in my show that paranormal is like a wor- there's so many wormholes you can go down with this that you right. can talk for 24 hours straight about paranormal and not run out of things to talk about. Right, yeah, I've re- I was uh getting into like some paranormal documentaries, and I ran into um, a movie about Stan Romniak. You know who that is? A Romanak, whatever. Romanak, yeah, that does sound yeah. familiar for some reason. Like, I can't. He's known as Starseed, and he was apparently oh. apparently had seven children up in space, like alien children, and they would come visit him from time to time. Now, do you I, believe this guy's story? Because he's been known, he's been kind of known as a hoax. Is he still alive or no? I, I, I could not answer that question. I don't believe so, but I could be wrong. Well, it's interesting you say that because I actually just had a guest in my podcast last week who claims she is a star seed, and okay. a guest, a guest I interviewed last night says that she, she's a psychic medium, and she says she talks to alien energies, and she, oh, really. Can, Confirm the existence of star seeds. So, oh, so star seeds are real. I tend to believe they are because okay. if aliens, if aliens have become have been abducting people for the last 70, 80 years at least, which right. they probably probably been abducting people for thousands of years, but we never report, no one ever reported it because they didn't know what happened. So, right. I mean, you would think if they're doing all this, and if you listen to like the Barney and Betty Hill therapy confessions, they say that they were very interested in their reproductive organs. Yeah. So 
why wouldn't they be making children up there to experiment with or to have their own on Earth? And right. And I mean, what was I gonna say? We try to mix, like, mix and match because what if like we have something that aliens don't have, like re- a reproductive system? Like we can make more of us. Maybe they can't do that. Maybe they're trying to figure out some way to figure out how to make more of themselves and maybe they're a dying species too. Who knows? That's a possibility or they just, I mean, the psychic I interviewed last night, she also said, and she said that people have alien energies in them sometimes. And when someone, she believes that when someone is a complete narcissist, mm-hmm. that they, that they are the, they are that like an alien energy. That's it's for its first time in a human. So that's why it is that way. Cause it thinks it's better than humans. Right. And then once she thinks a lot of the most brilliant inventors and scientists in our history have been alien energies that have been on Earth for decades and generations, and they understand how humans work, but they have the intelligence to teach us more. Right, right. If Tony's tuning in, thank you, Tony, for tuning in. Um, says, last season, the first half of American Horror Story was about aliens, Area 51, Eisenhower, etc. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so Eisenhower Eisenhower has been linked to a lot of UFO alien activity. I believe that famous interview with the alien was yeah. with Eisenhower. Yeah, it was. That, we, that footage that we see a lot. But I don't and, know. I, even that seemed... I don't know. Because back in Eisenhower's day, you couldn't see them doing something Hollywood-like with like that. I mean, the, the technology wasn't there. But the alien does not look as if it's real. Well, I mean, but then again, who are we to say what aliens are going to look like? I mean, I've heard I've heard so many different people say different descriptions of what aliens look like, and if there's going to be more than one species out there, which there definitely is, because we yeah, all know, everybody knows about the three main ones that people talk about: the Norse, the Greys, and the reptilians. But mm-hmm. and there's got to be insectoid ones too, I imagine, because they're able to, those type of creatures on earth are able to survive in more harsh environments. So why wouldn't it be the same for alien species? Right. Like anywhere else. Exactly. And it's funny, Tony, cause you're actually the second person to tell me I need to watch that part, that, that new season of American horror story. It's the only season I haven't seen yet. And they, the person I, not the person that told me about, it, it's like, watch the alien half, forget the other half about mermaids or whatever. But I'm like, I got to watch both, but still, <laughs> <laughs> German lineage uh, relates to Eisenhower. Came from German, same town, Germany. Nice, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. You'd have to think that I don't know. You'd have, you'd there has to be aliens out there. I, they're I'm sure they're already here. Um, maybe some kind of like underwater, like hiding bunker underwater, because they've been what? seen to come out of the ocean, like the Pacific Ocean, a lot. Like Tahoe over in. Yeah. I think Nevada. There, it's a very closed government base, and mm-hmm. and they used to do submarine work there on a lake in the middle of Nevada, and they were designing all these submarines. Like they're, try- I believe the story was they're trying to design submarines that go invisible. But that'd be cool. But yeah, where would they get that technology though? Exactly. There's a lot of stuff that's like because over the, like the past hundred years, we've advanced in technology like a lot. Oh god, yeah. 
given for like the past thousand years where fire was it. That was it. We had fire. Oh yeah, for thousands of years that's all we had, and then bronze and steel, and slowly we started working our way up towards more stuff, more things. But right, alien, you know, alien. If there's alien civilizations, there's definitely gotta be a few at least that are millennia ahead of us. Right, exactly. And it's funny that um, Tony brought up Area Fifty One because I wanted to ask you about those. That there was a scientist that used to work at Area Fifty that supposedly worked at Area Fifty One, but he's being blackballed. I forget his name. I just watched him on Joe Rogan too. Dang it, I forgot his name. I've uh, heard about. I've, I've heard of a few different scientists that worked at Area Fifty One over the years, and yeah, and I actually in the town I used to live in before I lived in Gardner, I had a neighbor who does things air, with aeronauticals for the government, and he okay. never could, he never could talk much about his job, but he he did say to me one time I was. I've been. He was naming all places he's been to for the government, and he did say I've been to a desert base that people believe exists, but I can't confirm it does or not. Oh, so he so he's kind of like hinting towards it, but not really hinting towards it. Well, because he can't. It was he can't. Bob Lazar. There you go, Bob Lazar. Oh, I, I know that name. Yeah, I know yeah. Bob Lazar. I've heard about him, and I've heard I've heard some of his uh, interviews. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. There's been a bunch of different workers, and there's also been. Mirage men, which are mm-hmm. the the successors to the men in black, kind of. They just are more. They're more. They were more better looking for like to be in public than men in black because you yeah. see two men walking in black suits and people are kind of kind of gonna be like, oh, it's the men in black. But <laughs> if you if you see if you see two dad bod guys in their forties walking around in Hawaiian shirts and shorts, you're not gonna think anything of it. You're gonna think, oh, it's two dads out having a fun day, whatever. But that's what that's apparently what they look like when they became the Mirage Men, just to right. blend in more. And there's been Mirage Men who came out and said like that the alien aliens exist, and we've been people who have gotten close to discovering it. We've been working with them and trying to have them help us and tell them to keep quiet about it. Right. It's yeah, like the Men in Black. That'd be kind of creepy. Like you just happen to see something, you know, crash into the earth or something like that. And then they just show up out of the blue and say, hey, what are you doing? Let me talk to you for a minute. Come over here, let me talk to you. And then you're gone. Gone or mind-wiped or hypnosis, like whatever it takes. Like the little flashy thing, like the actual men in black. I wonder that's real. You could do that. We could do Uh, that right now. I guarantee it. Some scientists out there just go out there flashing people right now. Yeah, it's possible, I believe. I don't, they, yeah, never according, according to what the actual people who wore Men in Black have said, though, or wore Mirage Men said, that's not real technology yet. I want to know when it is, because I want one. <laughs> uh, I could have used one in my past. I don't know about... <laughs> I, now, I don't want to risk my life, but back in my, right. past, back in my past, I would have gladly been like, all right, last night sucked. <laughs> all right, we're good. <laughs> Uh, another guy I wanted to ask you about another story, another very famous, probably the second most famous one other than the Barney and Betty Hill story, but Travis Walton. Oh, fire in the sky, Travis. Fire Walton. in the sky. Yep. I just why I just watched that movie and I just watched, um, I think an interview with him on that was on YouTube. It was all split up, but I 
have never seen the actual movie, but I've heard yeah. enough podcasts talk about him that I know the I know the story. I know he's one of the most well known abduction cases ever, besides Barney and Betty Hill, like you said. And he I mean I've heard so many conflicting opinions about him though that like he made parts of it up and falsified a lot of it just to get mm-hmm. attention and I don't know. I mean, I don't want to discredit the man if it really happened because I do feel for him if it did, but it's right. got to be. It's. I mean, my wife believes she's been abducted too. She And I bought her a camera for her bedroom because, her, like I said, her house was in the Bridgewater Triangle before we moved together. Mm-hmm. And the Bridgewater Triangle is a very creepy place to begin with, like, if you know the history of it. But yeah, Google it, guys, if you don't. Go- oh, Google, go- it. Google it. I keep saying I want to get an ex- <laughs> I want to get an expert on my show so I can do a full episode about it. But right. And basically, she felt like she'd been abducted, and she felt because she felt like she, she had. So, and I told her, I like, all right, well, I bought, I bought this camera for a room, and the one night it captured some big, dark-looking creature outside her second-story window on the roof. What? And and right, right, right when it got closer and closer to the window, the camera went out. It went to static. Camera. The, the video went to static. And, Moving right and now. The, and the, <laughs> Well, it was actually a couple months later, but and then wow. the, the next more, but the next day, and this is why she believes she's been abducted multiple times, is because she feels like she didn't sleep at all, or she okay. feels like she she feels like she's never going to bed even. And I told her like do the trick that I've heard on other podcasts, like where you wear your pajamas inside out, and then if they're right side out when you wake up, that right. that's a that's a sign you've been abducted because aliens are gonna, are going to try to put them right side out because that's what they think you're going to do. Right, exactly. Now we've I've heard of them just like leaving people in like random spots. Like I've seen cases of them like they pick up numerous people at a time and then they just leave them in like random spots where and the people wake up and have no idea where they're at. Completely. I've heard, I've heard stories of that, but I mean, I it's feel like they, done with you. I feel like they wouldn't do that though because that would be giving them away too much. Because well, people- you know. They'd just be like, well, you guys are crazy. I don't know how you got here, but you're crazy. We're going to get you home type of thing and then shrug it off. But I, I mean, can see him doing that. I would do I, it. If I was an alien, I'd be picking off people and just be like, here, I'm going to set you over here. Just see if you can find your way home. I'd make like, sure they're safe. That's like playing destroy That's like playing destroy all humans and you freaking pick up the humans <laughs> and just throw them like miles into the sky. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's it's very... I mean, with aliens, anything is possible because we know nothing. We literally know nothing. So when you can't really know anything, everything is possible until proven otherwise. Yeah. I think the only only thing that's been proven mainly fake is crop Mm -hmm. circles. Yeah. Because most of those have been had people people come out and said, yeah, we did them for years. And then they actually showed how they did them. Right. Which it's to the people who fake those. My hat's off to you because that looks like a sh- hours and hours of work just for a hoax. <laughs> right, that's like a lot hours, of work. Hours with a piece of wood and rope, and mm-hmm. just making sure you step on things in very particular ways, and making sure you don't mess up for hours. Otherwise, it would be everybody would know it was a hoax. So, right, it's just insane. Like I, my hats are off to them because I could never put that much energy into, energy into trying to play a joke on somebody. Yeah, just for a hoax, just for clickbait. Yeah, that's yeah, that's messed up. But yeah, um, do you guys talk? You guys used to talk about um ghosts or anything like that or hauntings? Have you seen ghosts? Have you? Funny, you should mention that. But witnessed yeah. it firsthand. 
yes, on my show, we do talk about, I talk about a lot of paranormal investigators, and I've heard a lot of stories about spirits. Mm-hmm. There's, there's actually an episode I did with um, Night Sky, with Wayne or Waza from Night Sky Paranormal in the UK a couple weeks ago, and he ha- makes a habit of going to different places and getting ghosts to move on. Right. He, he, he tells a particular story about a ghost called Mr. Grumpy in a church in England. And the church has a very fascinating history with um, shags or hellhounds. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to hear about that, go listen to that episode. It's very a good one. It's called Meeting Mr. Grumpy. But Meeting Mr. Grumpy. And, yeah, I try to make my episodes all have somewhat funny names. but Because <laughs> I'm, try- I'm not trying to make fun of people, but I'm just trying to give some humor to it. Because right. you have you have to with a topic this serious, you have to have some humor. Otherwise, it just would be too much. But right. But my house, I my first house I ever bought in which is in Gardner. The we we had investors come in back in December because we were well. My wife and her sister were and her father were witnessing and hearing strange things, and I get a little creepy feeling in this house sometimes. And mm-hmm. I actually, well, I'll get into this in a minute. But last night was. Kind of crazy, but after my recording got over and I still had the psychic on the video chat, right. but the residents who built this house back in the 64 or 67, whatever it was, the they were a married couple and they still live here. Oh, so they're still there. And apparently they like to watch over my kids because they never had kids. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like a, um, oh, it's not like a, whole... I need to, it's not like a, I need to move type of thing. No, it's not a okay. poltergeist or anything like that that's going to try to mess with me or cause harm. Right. I mean, some, sometimes there'll be cabinet doors in the kitchens that are open, and my wife will yell at me, like, why didn't you shut the cabinet? I'm like, I didn't go in the cabinet. What are you talking about? But <laughs> And the kids can't reach the cabinet, or they, they have no reason to go in that cabinet. But <laughs> Right, exactly. It, it's just weird stuff sometimes. And actually, last night, after I got done recording with the psychic I had on, medium, spiritual tutor she is, she, like, uh, the whole time I'm interviewing her, I get this really cold feeling down my back, and I have, like, a weird feeling in the back of my head, like, in my head, like, in my brain. I have a weird feeling in my brain, like, almost like I could tell something else is going on, but I can't see it. Mm-hmm. And when we get done, like, I'm telling her, like, I may hit you up at some point for a full psychic reading, because I always wanted to get one, and you're one of the few I've ever met that actually seems very legit. Right. And she's like, She's like, she's like, she was like, okay, well, and then she's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. She's like, do you know a man in his four? Did you ever know a man in his forties with like a beard? And she gave me more details, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, not that I could think of. She's like, possibly a grandfather or father, and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, none of my grandfathers ever had beards, and she's like, they did really? one did when he was younger, and I was like, wait a minute. You may be right. I, I forgot about that because I never knew him then. Obviously, but you may be right. I think I've been told stories about when he had the beard, and like it, it just was weird. Like basically, it seemed like one of my grandfathers was standing behind me last night, and both passed away in the last like a decade ago. Oh wow! So we may have more than just the people, the residents who built who built this house living, and there may be other ones stopping by to visit. I don't know. I mean, it's right. I cool. after talking after talking to her, I kind of want to open my. I, I want to try to learn to open myself up more, like spiritually, to try to see things and talk to them. 
Oh yeah. Um. See now, I've I've seen. I think what I've had like two encounters, two like really scary encounters. I've had a few more, but two like that's like a real legit encounters. And one of them was like uh, what I shared on my last part on my last episode. Um, was in a in a town that I grew up in, kind of. It was in Freeland, Michigan. It's like thirty minutes away from me now. Why have I heard of that? Freeland, Michigan. I've heard of Freeland. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a it's a it's got a bunch of twin cities or twin towns everywhere. There's a Freeland in like Pennsylvania and Virginia and stuff like that too. It's weird, but anyways, there was an old bar there that you that was right off of the Tippetawassee River, which they used to bootleg um, alcohol through in like the nineteen like in Prohibition in the nineteen twenties. And there was an underground tunnel that went from the bar upstairs down to the basement. And through the basement, there was a tunnel that went out to the river where they used to take the barrels and like chuck them in there and then get the, get the alcohol through the into the bar that way. And there was like, I was uh, sitting in the lobby by myself with my pitcher of beer. And it was a Monday afternoon and I was watching ESPN on the big TV. I was the only one back there. And an apparition appeared at the end of the table with me and like cheered me and then just disappeared. And I was just like, Oh shit. And I grabbed my beer and I was like, I ran into the, to the main area. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I looked at the bartender and she's just like, Oh, so you met Leo. And I was like, Oh, see, you knew about this. And you gave him a name, you know, his name. That's cool. Could have told me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I never had a full body apparition appear in front of me. I always wanted no. that. Like like full Ghostbusters, I always wanted that. Yeah. I've seen it once, and I had an incident when I was like a little kid. There was always a voice telling me to wake up when I was trying to go to sleep. Like, wake up, wake up. And I was only seen like, I seen an apparition in my doorway once. And then we, and then we ended up moving like two months later. We ended up moving into a different house. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, those are the type of stories I hear all the time where, like, it's just ghosts trying to get attention. So, I mean, that's all mm-hmm. they're ever trying to do. That's all they're ever trying to do 90% of the time is get attention. And right, if they get nasty, if they get poltergeist-like, and they start throwing things around or trying to harm you, mm-hmm. it's because you're ignoring them for so long. Mm-hmm. And they're getting, and just as, just like when we're kids and we're trying to get our parents' attention and then they don't listen to us, so eventually we do something really bad just to get their attention. Right, it's the, same t- it's the same type of thing. They're just trying to get attention because yeah. m- a lot of them maybe just want companionship or someone to talk to because they don't realize they're dead yet, or or they want help moving on and they want you to help them with that. And they're trying to find a person that can do it, which right. not not everybody's gonna be able to do that, of course. But no, there are plenty of people out there that can. I've talked to a few people again and have done it multiple times. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get back in touch with you. Get some some of these people, like a medium or something, or investigator on my show because that'd be great. I've always wanted to like interview an actual investigator because I've never done it. I've wanted to, but I'm kind of scared because <laughs> I know that shit follows you home. Um, sometimes I mean, the one I was talking to last night, she says that spirits follow her home, but they don't bother her. She. She says there's always a couple spirits in her any, any place she's lived. There's always been a couple spirits at least hanging around, mm-hmm. and they but they tell her things on a daily basis to help her with other investigations and whatnot. Which 
I mean, I could definitely recommend some good investigators to you I've talked to. I've even talked to one who has seen the devil three times. Oh, wow. That's my, it's not my most, it's not my most listened to episode, but I think it should be because it's definitely, as, as an agnostic human being, I am, I went into that very skeptically and I, the way he tells it, I almost can't like imagine it being false. Huh. And some of those things he mentions, like a place in Bolivia called uh, Bolivia, the El Canyon de Padre, or no, El 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 Canyon de Uncle, and they call they call it Uncle's Canyon. And on the side of it is a fifty foot tall painted devil. Wow! And there are tombstones that line the whole top of the canyon on both sides because anybody who goes in there at night doesn't make it out. So it's and, like a is that like a natural thing? Like or did someone paint the devil on there? Or is it just like a natural someone somebody there? painted on at some point in, in honor, but according to him, the, the natives say that it's been going on for longer than anybody painted it on there. Before it was ever painted on there, it's been going on before that. But okay. they painted it on as a sign of respect and to warn people to stay away. Okay. Yeah, but, you, he, yeah. If you run into a canyon with the with the devil on it, you're gonna run. Well, the funny thing That's is, funny. he he was in Bolivia as part of an army brigade, yeah. and they came through the opposite side of the canyon. They didn't see that till they got out. And Whoa! Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give all his story away because it's people really should listen to him tell it because it's amazing. But right. yeah, that. Mm. I forget the exact name of that episode, but the guest's name was Christopher Susi, and he is his stories had me wow. Yeah. I mean, I I literally just said holy shit at the end of him telling all three stories. So I was like, I can't not believe that. I mean, there's just no, I can't I can't even try to be a skeptic and like discourage it some ways because I got nothing I can come up with that can make up excuses for what you saw and what you heard. Right. Yeah, like at yeah, I just want to get in touch with a lot of people like that. That would be great. But I don't want to take up any more of your time tonight. I know you're you just got done doing a podcast. Now you're down you're on a guest on my podcast. So hey, you, let... got, you got me as long as you want me, bro. I mean I'm not too worried about it, but <laughs> Oh, you're good. We're we're on it, we're on time slots. So <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I got I have I have my time strategically mapped out. So yeah, we're running out uh-huh. of time, sorry. I know it's all good. It's all good. But I want to. I do want to thank you for coming on. Um, well, if you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome. Share some more stories. I'll be glad to have you back. Um, go ahead, take uh, another minute or two to tell these people um, about your show and where to where they can follow you at. Yeah. So feel free to follow Paranormal the New Normal. Oh, and the name of the episode is "You Mean the Devil Makes Three. But because of three three seconds of the devil and all that but uh and i i love that title too though because it's a famous saying but in a famous Marilyn, it's a Marilyn manson song but but you can find paranormal the new normal on facebook we, i have a group everything i do is posted there i sometimes will get previews of the guests that are coming up if i have the material to do that and i usually release right now two episodes a week an episode every saturday and then a bonus episode every wednesday which may be a little shorter sometimes but it's a bonus episode, so people can't complain. And I ha- also am on another podcast called Bracket Bastards, which is a pop culture tournament podcast 
where we actually go through a bracket or tournament of 32 every episode. And it's a very fun podcast. It's, there's six of us, seven of us that are regulars and rotate it in and out, but it's a good show. We have very good guests sometimes as well. And the third ma- other major show I do is called Maniacal Music Musings. It's a challenge each other to listen to different albums every week type thing. And we've been having guests on every week now. So there's three albums talked about every week. And it's just a fun podcast to do. And people seem to like it so far as it kind of got a lot of plays for only having seven episodes. But every that that, that Paranormal the Normal live streams multiple times a week on Parapost Network. And you can catch Maniacal Music Musings on there every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern on Parapost Network. Nice. And as I said earlier, you can always check out my Twitter and Instagram at Juggalo Bastard. And I have a TikTok at Paranormal The New Normal. And I'm try- I will be doing Cryptic Crate unboxing videos on there pretty soon because Cryptic Crate is now an official sponsor of Paranormal The New Normal. Oh, nice. What so, is Crypto Crate, real quick? What is that? Cryptid Crate is Cryptid Crate. it's like a loot box, a loot crate, or any of those monthly subscription boxes. But oh, okay. every month you get a, t- a t-shirt with really cool cryptid designs on it. Cryptids you might not even heard of before. And usually every month has a theme, just like any of those boxes. And there's you can get books in it. There's been small town monster DVDs in it before. There's pins. There's all different a crazy amount of artists that have contributed their work to this just regular people like you and me who do their own type of artwork and they like they like cryptid so they, they make cryptid stuff i mean i have a bigfoot spinner that is freaking awesome one of my favorite things to play with a, my bigfoot fidget, fidget spinner fidget spinner my son loves the fidget spinners he's been busy for hours this one <laughs> so th- this one is literally a black bigfoot on it and when you spin it it looks like bigfoot's walking it's so cool <laughs> oh nice nice oh but awesome awesome um thanks for coming on everyone the links to every the links to everything he just he just said is down and below in the description so go check him out and make sure you like and subscribe to him too as well as the show and jeremy i want to thank you one more time for coming on it's been a pleasure sir of course i'm glad we could finally work it out hell yeah hell yeah until next time see you later and now, yep, uh, next week we do have a, we are coming back to you, uh, next Saturday again. We do have Kata, musician, rapper, and co founder of OMG ENT. Kata's gonna drop by, he's gonna talk some music, maybe drop a few tracks. Who knows? We don't know yet. Um, we're still in the works on that, but yeah, he will be here next week, July 23rd at 9 p.m. EST. You know, the you know, the drill, you know, what time we're on. So, yeah, um, thanks for. Stopping by the new the new look, of course. Um, Oops, coffee smoking and the DL show will always have a place in my heart. But everyone's asking why did I change from the DL show to Dan Lovely? It wasn't because of the whole DL show movement. It wasn't the whole DL thing on the download thing. It wasn't because of that. Let's just say there was an email that said do something, and I decided to comply with said email, and we're gonna leave it at that. So, because I can't say anymore, or else I might get sued. So, <laughs> so that's the whole reason why the whole logo has changed and the whole the name has changed in the podcast. And I think it's going to be better this way. We're, we'll work it out. But I do want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you for clicking that play button if you're watching live. And 
Of course, we will see you next week. I love you guys. Stay up. Peace.